Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And also, if you... Uh, do go and sign up then you know make sure you tell them you heard about it through us in the uh application thanks Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come in! I'm ready. We're recording now. I don't. My chair is squeaky. Is that the excuse we're using? Yeah, it's definitely not farting <laughs> this time. <laughs> this time. Uh, hey, everybody. We got a late start today and had some technical difficulties. We yeah. could, every time like one of us would get our mic fixed, the other one wouldn't work. Like It was just terrible. It took us like three or four tries to get going. Yeah, just one of those days. I think I'm at, like, mental capacity this weekend. And physical. Mowed the lawn. Pretty proud. That sounds pretty terrible. She has a big yeah. lawn. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, I only push mowed the one side with where the swampy pool is. The rest of it was riding, so that was fun. <laughs> Other than it being, like, sunlight and bugs and grass all over me. But, you know, it's yeah. life. It's being an adult. So today we're covering another part two of Disney and Death, where we're going to cover we're going to cover deaths that happen in and around Disneyland in California. So instead of Disney World, we did Disney World last time, right? Yeah, we did Disney World yeah. last time. So now we're doing Disneyland, and in the future we may touch on some other outlying parks because I know there's at least one in like Japan or something, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so we might touch on some other one related stuff like that, and we may and we may do a haunted Disney one at some point too, mm, yes. because that sounds fun, right? Find out which ones are haunted. Um, the first one we just have little bullet points, so it's just little brief blurbs about each one. Uh, in it's, May 1964, a 15-year-old boy from Long Beach, California, was injured after he stood up in the Matterhorn bobsled and fell out. It was reported that his restraint was undone by his riding companion. He died three days later as a result of his injuries. This was Disneyland's first fatality. Hmm. So yeah, he man. stood up on the ride and fell out. What like, the heck? That's my worst nightmare right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. I'm Nobody touched my like. seatbelt. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. 
gross. All right. On June 8th, 1966, 19-year-old Thomas Guy Cleveland from Northridge, California, was killed while attempting to sneak into the park by climbing onto the monorail track. Ignoring the shattered warnings of a security officer, he was struck by the train and dragged 30 to 40 feet down the track. The security guard later stated that he had to hose the kid off the underside. Oh. <laughs> it's not funny, but the way it's described... And I, I hate to say like karma because that's a little bit harsh on the karma side, but maybe not sneaking into the park at all and yeah. and not climbing onto a monorail track. Yeah, especially with these parks have so much work and things that are hidden specifically yeah. for safety and like climbing over the monorail. Like, look, would you do that to a just normal train track? Like, I don't understand. Like, that's that's on them. I mean, it's still, I mean, like you said, it sucks someone died, but good God. But yeah, but I at least think that they're partially at fault there. Yeah. Uh, the, in August of 1967, a 16 year old boy from Hawthorne, California, was killed while jumping between two moving people mover cars. As the ride was passing through a tunnel, he stumbled and fell onto the track where an oncoming train of cars crushed him beneath its wheels, dragging his body a few hundred feet before it was stopped by a ride operator. The attraction had only been open for one month at the time. Jeez. Now, here's where it's going to get interesting because I'm pretty sure that this ride ends up having more deaths and accidents mm. on it, too. So, it's like, yeah... Maybe they need to warn people don't. Well, I mean, they probably did warn people not to get out of their car, yeah. but you assume that this is probably some kids daring each other to do stuff or, you know, something along those lines. But yeah. With peer pressure, with enough peer, peer pressure, most people will do just about anything. So. Yeah, I don't even think this is a ride. I think this is literally like getting kind of like a lazy escalator that takes you to different parts, parts of the park. Mm. I think it's literally like a open and, and they probably thought that you know it would be impossible to get hurt on something like that if it was moving slow or whatever yeah you know but they were wrong obviously. yeah well obviously yeah all right on june 20th 1973 an 18-year-old New York resident and his 10-year-old brother stayed on Tom Sawyer's Island past closing time by hiding in an area that is off-limits to guests. When they wanted to leave the island, they tried to swim across the river, though the younger boy did not know how to swim. The old, older boy attempted to carry his brother on his back and drowned halfway across. His body was found the next morning. The younger bro brother was able to stay afloat by dog paddling until a ride operator rescued him. Was this 18 year old boy doing this crazy shit with his little brother yeah that i mean that's terrible but at the same time yeah like, I, I don't know why did people do this crazy shit <laughs> i don't know um on july 8th 1974 18 year old deborah gail stone a new employee who had just graduated from santa Ana high school was crushed to death 
after slipping between a revolving wall and a stationary platform inside the America Sings attraction. She was in the wrong place during a ride intermission. It was unclear whether this was the result of inadequate training or a misstep as the ride had only opened about a week earlier. The attraction was closed for two days while crews installed warning lights and, a br- and breakaway walls to prevent further incidents. That just sounds like an unfortunate accident. Yeah. No matter what, how, whether it was she missed, you know, a misstep like they're assuming or they didn't have enough safety precautions in place. It just sounds like a terrible freaking accident. Yeah. Oh, people. your turn. Things, people and things, man. Uh, on August 14th, 1979, a 31-year-old woman became sick after riding Space Mountain. At the unload area, she was unable to exit the vehicle. Although employees told her to stay seated while the vehicle was removed from the track, other ride operators did not realize that her vehicle was supposed to be removed, and they accidentally sent her through the ride a second time. She arrived at the unloading zone semi-conscious. The victim was taken to Palm Harbor Hospital, where she remained in a coma and died one week later. The coroner's report attributed the death to natural causes. A heart tumor had dislodged and entered her brain. A subsequent lawsuit against the park was dismissed. Yeah, I don't think that's on them. I mean, maybe she would have made it. It does suck that they sent her back through because she might have been saved had they not sent her back through a second time. Yeah. But yeah. she already had a natural issue there. Yeah. But I think they should have been at least partially at fault for that. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that. But, I mean, I guess if she arrived semi-conscious, she wasn't getting out. May, they might have just not noticed her in the vehicle anymore, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't remember how Space Mountain loads in and out. But I feel like that's when you just, like, get out and then it moves on. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, and on June 7th, 1980, an 18-year-old guest was crushed and killed by the people mover, yet again, while jumping between moving cars. Yet again. The accident occurred as the ride entered the super speed tunnel and was very similar to the 1967 incident. What the heck, y'all? See, okay, I'd like to imagine we're, we're warning people ahead of time, don't jump on the people mover ride. Well, yes. most rides so, have yeah. like disclaimers and stuff all, all over the place about like yeah. your hands and everything else in the vehicle and stuff like yeah. that. So I'd like I to imagine know. that stuff was there even yeah. then, hopefully, yeah. and that people just aren't paying attention to it. Yeah. Because yet again, they're gauging their risk on this certain ride as low, and so they don't see it as a threat. Yeah. Okay. Your turn again. Yay. On March 7th, 1981, an 18-year-old man was fatally stabbed with a knife during a fight with a 28-year-old man after the victim supposedly pinched the man's girlfriend in Tomorrowland. His family sued the park for $60 million. The jury found the park negligent for not summoning outside medical help and awarded the family $600,000. Whoa, way, whoa. So... Someone just knifed a kid and then like did they just leave him? Like I'm I I want more info on that one. Why did the park get like why did why was it their fault? I like I'd love to know the timing. Like, did he get and, stabbed and, and then they just okay, left him like, there like I can oh shit. Wa- I can understand wanting to whoop somebody's ass if they pinch your girlfriend's ass. 
because that's not appropriate. Right. You know? Especially if you're a fucking stranger, like that's not appropriate. So a punch to the face. Sure. Stabbing somebody with a knife and killing them. Not so much. Like yeah. I, that's, it's not worth that. Just, just tell yeah. that person to fuck off and then walk away. You yeah. know, like that's, that's what needs to happen. Or report it and get the person kicked out. Yeah, yeah, something. There could have been so many other options rather than stabbing an 18-year-old to death over a pinch. Okay. Because by all means, the pinch was wrong. It's just make the punishment justifiable. You know? Um, I just don't get that. On June 4th, 1983, an 18-year-old man from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Why is it always 18-year-olds? It seems like a lot of 18-year-olds in this yeah. one. An 18-year-old man from Albuquerque, which is a great song, by the way, drowned mm-hmm. in the rivers of America while trying to pilot a rubber emergency boat from Tom Sawyer's Island that he and a friend had stolen from a restricted area of the island during Disneyland's annual grad night. Like they have, I think they have like a discount or something where yeah. when people graduate, they can come... And it probably get a discount or something. Yeah. And then they have a big celebration for that. Both individuals were intoxicated at the time of the incident. The victim's mother sued Disneyland for allowing her inebriated son onto the premises. And the travel agency that had... Sorry, the cat. Uh, <sighs> distracted now. The cat just bit me. <laughs> trying to get my attention. Uh, so I... I put her ass down. I was like, no, get off, get off of here. Um, her inebriated son on the premises and the travel agency that had arranged the trip for not properly supervising the teenagers. The lawsuits though were unsuccessful. I would say there's a, there is at least partial fault if someone was supposed to be supervising them. Yeah. But no, it's not, it's not, I don't believe it's Disney's fault. Yeah. Uh, they for all we shit. know they got inebriated while they're sneaking shit in you yeah know? exactly they're, they are not responsible for you letting your kid go somewhere like, and being you know, a dumb like, and your kid being a dumbass anyway I, I just don't I'd seen, I think I'd seen this on one of the true crime shows or something about this They and they did like a re, recreation of the whole yeah. thing on something on anyway, something. <laughs> go on, go on with that. On January 3rd, 1984, a 48-year-old woman from Fremont, California was decapitated when she was thrown from a Matterhorn bobsled car and was then struck by the next oncoming bobsled. An investigation found that her seatbelt was not buckled. It is unclear whether the victim deliberately unfastened her belt or if the seatbelt had mal- malfunctioned. And I guess we won't know since she got beheaded. Right, I mean, yeah. So, just like the one that stood up. You can't just ask up. her, like, did you unbuckle your seatbelt? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, I know that, like, these days, like, people, any anytime I've been to a park, of course, it's been probably, like, a good five freaking years at this point, right? But yeah. um, they always, like, they tell you to buckle your seatbelts, but then they don't let you, like, leave until you've buckled your seatbelt. So I have a feeling a lot of these people just did it themselves. Yeah. Because, like I said, any ride I've been on, especially at Disney, they've been like, put your shit on. And, mm. like, and like anytime it says, like, rails that go over you, they, like, yank on they, it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they'll pull on them to make sure they're in place. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's that's terrible. And here's another terrible one because it's a little kid. Oh. On September 14, 1985, a seven-year-old girl from Torrance, California was crushed to death beneath the wheels of a bus at Disneyland. The girl was walking across the parking lot with her uncle looking for his car when she fell under a moving charter bus that crushed her. Paramedics pronounced her dead at the scene. I guess I hope that it was as they were, it doesn't say, but I hope it was as they were leaving. So at least she got that day at Disneyland. Yeah. So I hope it was then and not before. Yeah, if they were looking for his car. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming, but yeah, let's hope so. She, so she at least got that. I don't know. Part of like, at least this doesn't mention suing. Cause I mean, a seven-year-old little girl, the uncle should have been taking care of her. How did this even happen? That's what I want to know. Like, It says she fell under the bus. Yeah. So it doesn't I don't make know. any sense to me. I don't know. All right. On March 7th, 1987, a 15-year-old boy was fatally shot in the Disneyland parking lot. The incident began as an early morning confrontation between rival gang members before escalating into a brawl. 18-year-old killed Khalidi Naya was convicted of second degree murder, but the conviction was subsequently overturned by a state appellate court. Appellate court. Yeah, I know those words. Mm -hmm. I just listen to way too much true crime. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard it pronounced. I wanted to be like appellate. (laughs) I don't don't know what it it means exactly, but I I know I've heard it pronounced. Appeals court or something is what I assumed. I don't know. I, I assume. Um, well, at least nobody sued each other, I guess. Why is anybody, a, why are gang members going to Disneyland? That seems like the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's like, it's like one gang was like, all right, we're, take, we're taking a break. Disneyland parking lot. <laughs> no, I imagine like one gang's like, we're taking the day off, guys. We're going to go to Disneyland. <laughs> and the other gang members are like, the guard's down. Let's get them. <laughs> you know, like. It's not. It's not funny because I feel like this is should this be is real, but that yeah, this is one of those gang member musical type things. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Like the I don't know, like West Side uh, Story know, snapping, that West Side Story type of stuff. Even though this would way be, be way beyond that time frame, but still, yeah. that's what I imagine in my head, and it's hilarious. This is next story is not hilarious. On September 3rd, 1994, a 75-year-old man jumped to his death from a ninth-floor balcony of the Disneyland Hotel. This was the first suicide known to be committed at the Disneyland Resort. The first one, anyway. First one. Wow, they made it to 1994. Yeah. The first one that they know of, because some of these where they take their fucking seatbelt off, I'm kind of wondering. Yeah. It's like, obviously, they had a death wish. Or the people on the people mover jumping... Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Next is your turn. No. All right. On July 6, 1996, a 23-year-old man either jumped or fell to his death from the 14th floor of the Disneyland Hotel. He was not a guest of the hotel and had climbed over several balconies. Wow. He sounds like a creeper. And that's the same hotel as the previous one. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't a guest and he had climbed over several balconies, that sounds like a straight-up creeper. Like, trying to sneak into people's rooms. Either that, or he just was like, this is the perfect place for me to kill myself, and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. 
But you know what? If I really legit, and this is probably terrible to say, if I legitimately knew that I was like at that point where I decided I was going to kill myself, at that point, like no, like money doesn't matter, nothing matters. Just go check yourself into the hotel and live a sweet life for a couple of days before you do it, and go to Disneyland. I mean, I don't, yeah, like. <laughs> I guess, I guess it's just my morbid thought that I would be like, okay, well, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to be happy those last couple of days. But yeah, I see, I'm one of those people that would get me up so high that I'd be like, I don't need to commit suicide now. And then like go back to normal life and be like, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, on December 24th, Christmas Eve, 1998, a heavy metal cleat fastened to the hull of the sailing ship Columbia tore loose, striking one 30-year-old employee and two park guests. One of the guests, a 33-year-old man, died of a head injury at UCI Medical Center two days later. The normal tie line, an inelastic hemp rope designed to break easily, was improperly replaced for financial reasons by an elastic nylon rope that stretched and tore the cleat from the ship's hull. Mm, that one's on them. Hopefully everybody sued. Hopefully. So, it, basically, a piece of the ship fell off and hit a bunch of people. Yeah. And then all, only one of them died, but that's still enough for a lawsuit there. Yeah. On June 25th, 2000, a 23-year-old woman from Spain exited the Indiana Jones ride complaining of a severe headache. She was hospitalized later that day and was discovered to have suffered a brain hemorrhage. She died on September 1st, 2000 of a cerebral aneurysm. Her family's subsequent wrongful death lawsuit against Disney stated the victim died because of violent shaking and stresses opposed by the ride. In an interlocutory appeal which is an appeal of a legal issue within the case prior to a decision on the case's merits. The California Supreme Court held that amusement parks are considered common carriers, similar to commercially operated planes, trains, elevators, and ski lifts. This ruling imposes heightened duty of care on amusement parks and requires them to provide the same degree of care and safety as, as do other common carriers. Disney settled the lawsuit for an undisclosed sum after interlocutory <laughs> appeal. But before a decision was rendered on the case's merits, the victim's medical costs were estimated at more than $1.3 million. I don't normally include that much detail on one specific one, but I thought it was neat that it kind of had an impact on changing you know, legislation to the point where Amusement parks are cons- have to have to abide by a higher standard, like planes yeah. and trains and elevators and things like that. Yeah. After this, so yeah. At the same time, I feel like a brain hemorrhage. I just, I mean, I don't think the Indiana Jones ride is that crazy. Nor, I mean, maybe it could have been a different ride that did it, and then she this. Well, the one that the one at Disney World was just a show. It wasn't a ride. Mm. so this may have been different yeah maybe um, so I, I really can't speak to that because i haven't been to disneyland yeah but i mean i don't know in those situations where like someone like has an underlying condition or something that they don't know about is it really the amusement park's fault that their stuff causes it like yeah i, I just i don't 100 percent agree with that i really don't I think that anything involving Disney is a cash grab. 
Yeah, pretty much. But uh, you also have to see it from their point of view where they're, yeah. you know, they had medical costs and stuff like that to cover. Yeah. So they're trying to cover their ass, and I understand that. I just don't see how this person, like, I guess she was in the hospital for like three months. I guess yeah. that's why it was so expensive. Somebody yeah. needs to be suing those hospitals for raping the fuck out of us with expenses. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. On September 22nd, 2000, a four-year-old boy fell out of the ride vehicle on Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, which I totally wish we would have gone to. I'm pretty sure it probably doesn't exist now. Yeah. Uh, and now I want to watch Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, and was dragged underneath the car, causing seri- serious internal injuries, cardiac arrest, and brain damage. On October 7th, 2000, Disneyland changed its emergency policy and began instructing ride operators to call 911 first instead of the Disney Security Center in order to speed emergency staff to any incident on park property. Records showed that more than five minutes passed between the time the victim fell out of the ride and when emergency personnel were contacted. A Disney spokesperson claimed that the timing of the policy change in this incident were coincidental. Yeah, yeah. An mm-hmm. investigation ending in December 2000 concluded that a lap bar had malfunctioned and that the victim was placed in the wrong seat in the ride, too, too close to the opening. Three months after the incident, the Permanent Ride Amusement Branch of California's Division of Occupational Safety instructed Disney to install additional safety measures on the ride. In January 2002, Disney settled with the victim's family based on the cost of the victim's continuing medical care and suffering. Disney was not required to accept blame. The victim never fully recorded from injuries and died on January 26, 2009, age 13, at Children's Hospital of Orange County. Good God. Mm-hmm. Nine years in the hospital from this? Yeah. That is yeah, just... this one's on Disney. Yeah. All I that. Mean, that's just sad. Yeah. He was dragged underneath the car. Like, uh... I mean, how bad is it that it caused cardiac arrest in a four-year-old boy? Yeah. Like, and brain damage. Like, damn. That's incredibly fucking sad. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, <clears throat> anyway, on April 22nd, 2003, a 36-year-old stage technician fell 60 feet from a catwalk in the Hyperion Theater, prompting an investigation by the California Occupational Safety and Health Administration the victim did not regain consciousness. Why? Why are words hard? Um, the victim did not regain consciousness. <laughs> I still can't say. It. Following the incident and died on May 18th, 2003. In October 2003, California OSHA fined the Disneyland Resort $18,350 for safety violations related to the technician's death. Yeah, the way that's worded, it sounds like it's just like a free floating walkway somewhere. It sounds scary. It's probably one of those, um, you know, because most stage have those like uh, floating like little bridges with ropes, scaffolding, or yeah, that what that's called. I can't remember the little things above the stage. Yeah, um, that are really there just for people to be able to access the lights and stuff like that to fix stuff. So, I don't know. Next one. September 5th, 2003, a 22-year-old man died after suffering severe blunt force trauma 
and extensive internal bleeding in a derailment of the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad roller coaster that also injured 10 other riders. So, wow. Yeah, that one's on them. If the whole thing yeah. derailed. Yeah. Wow. On May 2nd, 2008, a 48-year-old 48 year old man jumped from a 14th story balcony of the Wonder Tower, now Frontier Tower, at the Disneyland Hotel, falling to his death in a parking lot. That's another one at the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. Um, and I believe the last one you, that we talked about was also 14th story, but it may be yeah. in a different tower. Yeah. So that's awfully weird, too. Like, you think these people are just reading about other people's suicide and like okay well i'm gonna do that too i don't know it's just weird uh the next one on october 17th 2010 a 61 year old man from hickman california jumped to his death from the top floor of the mickey and friends parking structure he left a note behind citing personal issues for his suicide well that's not very specific but okay yeah that Um, sounds fake (laughs) someone pushed him (laughs) And here's another one in that same place. Yay. On April 2nd, 2012, a 23-year-old man was found near the northwest corner of the Mickey and Friends parking structure and was pronounced dead at the scene. At the time, it was investigated as a suicide, but there were no witnesses that had seen him jump. Oh, the dog farted. Hmm. Right behind me. Anyway. That's weird that people, nobody saw it at all, even though it was a parking structure. yeah. It is weird. That one, maybe or maybe not a suicide. Who knows, I guess. Well, he didn't have a personal issues note, so. On October 19th, 2013, and I have to note that that's when I got married to my husband. uh, Michael Zarcone, the 63-year-old founder of a subacute children's hospital in Saratoga, California, died while visiting the park. That's all it says. So. Hmm. I'm assuming Probably natural, natural causes, causes, but that, yeah. On November 26, 2016, a 40-year-old man jumped to his death from the Mickey and Friends parking structure just after 2 a.m. He was rushed to the UC Irvine Medical Center and pronounced dead at 3.08 a.m. What is up with this parking structure and the Disneyland Hotel, too? <laughs> is there, like, subliminal messaging coming out of the really- bushes? There's something weird going out, out, out going on out there that because that's just very strange to me that so yeah. many people have died by supposed suicide from those two places. Yeah. Um. You read the last one, didn't you? Yeah. I couldn't remember because the last few were like so close to yeah. all the same thing, basically. On August 29th, 2019, a 38-year-old construction worker was fatally injured when a steel plate fell on him. While working in a trench with another employee, paramedics tried to perform CPR, but the man later died after being taken to a nearby hospital. Hmm. I don't know. That sounds like a freak accident. Yeah, it kind of does. But, oh, so I don't know. I feel like there needs to be like some kind of, since those suicides and freak incidents keep happening at the parking structure and at the hotel maybe more cameras yeah more cameras more 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 cameras <laughs> like something's something's fishy there 
whether it be just something where people have got it in their head that this is like the perfect place to commit suicide or whether, um, but I feel like even if there isn't something fishy that, that maybe they would be able to prevent some of the suicides from happening by having security cameras. Yeah. Um, So get on that Disneyland. I know that they have a lot too. And they have like speakers in the bushes and trash cans and stuff like you think they uh, know a little bit more but i guess maybe that's in the park and not like you said in the parking structures or something yeah that's actually the end of the list hey look at us yeah but we'll still spend like another 15 minutes on our list and all that yeah probably so so if you're if you're just here for the crime and not for us bullshitting and talking then bye bye then and we will move on to our lists. Yay. I, oh, okay. I, did, I didn't really have any shout-outs or anything anyway. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot about shout-outs completely. Uh, let me see. What did we... I watched a bunch of Jim Carrey movies this week, so I guess I can't really recommend those because most people have already seen them. Yeah. I started watching Westworld. We watched two episodes last night. Oh, wait. No, I do have something. Cruel Summer. It's on Hulu. Um, it's only one ep- episode at a time, though, so I'm warning you, you're going to get caught up and be mad that you have to wait a week for an episode. <laughs> then I will wait. Because it's, I think it's about five episodes in, but it's really freaking good. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it, but it's like two high school girls, and one of them comes up missing, and then another girl takes over her life, basically. Mm-hmm. She gets her boyfriend and all that stuff, but... It goes back and forth to where you don't know whose side you're on kind of thing. Like, it's very twisty. Yeah. It's very twisty, twisty and turny, as I'd like to say. Mm, nice. So, are you going to recommend Westworld then? I don't know yet. People should tell me if I need to keep watching. I watched a few episodes, but I would probably have to start over at this point because I don't remember anything. It's got the- so many good people in it. Like, I I knew that um, What's-Her-Face was in it. <laughs> I already forgot her name. <laughs> uh, multi-part name, blonde from across the universe. Um, yeah, I can't think, but it has what James Marsters in it, and yeah, and then um, Anthony Hopkins and Ed Harris, and yeah. uh, it's a great cast. Like I said, yeah. I've I've intended to go back and watch all of it, but I just I have like a whole list of stuff that yeah. I plan to watch. And hey, but at least I started watching something I hadn't seen before, so patting myself on the back yeah all right now to the list yeah to the list now um oh wait no i do want to say something before we move on uh i had announced we didn't do an episode last week i'm sure some of you noticed that maybe um and then i put i posted day of that we weren't going to release an episode um but uh my husband's father passed away and so that's why we canceled last week i just wanted to let y'all know um anyway on to less serious things this week's list is children's books and i had a really hard time with this like i literally had to look up a list of the (laughs) best children's books because i could like there were a couple i came up with off the top of my head and then i was like stumped i was like i can't remember i've read so many books in my life kids books and adult books that i 
I'm just like, I have no idea. I thought of my main ones and then I had looked at lists because I felt like I was forgetting stuff and I was. So I they're not in like include, a perfect order. Yeah, I didn't include YA type of stuff. Um, so that's why it was so hard, I, I think. Guess I guess I kind of didn't for the most part. Yeah, I kept it a little below YA. Yeah. Anyway, who's going first? I don't remember. Um, Don't care. You go first. Number five. Frog and Toad together. <laughs> uh, if you've ever read any of those, they're the weird, darkest, weirdest things. And I had that one particular one in my collection. I don't think I ever read any of the other ones. But I had Frog and Toad together. And there's just like this scene where they're in a, they like they, one can't find the other one and they're calling for them in an empty theater. I don't know. There's something like really creepy about that part of the book. I have no idea. The artwork itself was always creepy to me too. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number five. What's yours? Number five for me is kind of cheating. Um, Cause I don't consider this YA, uh, but prisoner of Azkaban, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban, of course. Uh, Cause the, Man, that one was my favorite book. I loved Goblet too. Just don't get me started on that fucking movie. Um, yeah, yeah. No, Goblet was my favorite book. It's out of the series. Yeah. I just, the the movie was so disappointing to me. Yeah, it, Prisoner was my favorite out of the book series. And that was the one that really got me hooked into the whole thing. Because like I was like, oh, Harry Potter, it sounds stupid. Uh, <laughs> and then I saw the movies. I'm like, okay, this is cute. And then I read Prisoner of Azkaban and I'm like, must keep reading. Must, I love it. Oh my god. Yeah. Number four for you. Pokey Little Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> you go in real children's books. I kind of yeah. did a middle ground. <laughs> There's some that are some that are kind of middle, but that I consider kind of not quite YA, but not quite little kids' yeah. books either. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's I, there's not much else to say about it. It's a little golden book. Yeah. And I just thought the puppy was adorable. Yeah. Number four for me is Corduroy. Oh, nice. See, I don't think I read... I didn't read that till adulthood, so... Yeah, I loved it. It was one of my favorite kids' books. I think it was one of the few things my mom actually let me buy at, like, the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, and I just yeah. remember the feeling of the pages, like, this is the best thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Number three for you. Charlotte's Web. Yay. I still have the copy of Charlotte's Web that Grandma gave us. Or gave me when I was a kid. Yeah. It's a nice copy. Actually, that's a lie. I might have just... No, no, I see it from here. We're good. (laughs) It's like, oh my god, did I get rid of it? (laughs) Since everybody knows Charlotte's Web, what's your number three? (laughs) Secret Garden. No. I don't think I ever actually read that, but I saw like a wasn't there there was a movie of it in like yeah i think there's been multiple movie versions and the movie version got me real interested but i i'd actually read it as a kid anyway and then i reread it after i saw the movie yeah um but yeah i loved it i just the idea of like a secret garden i don't know i was big into anything being super fancy or magical until you ruined it yeah sorry about that (laughs) number two for you the oz books Mm, yes i've actually never read any of them uh, they're really good i mean they're really short they're usually like really thin books like they're i guess could be considered more of a ya because they're thicker yeah. than a kid's book but they're not quite 
yep. you know, higher level reading material. But yeah, I've read several of those and they're just really good. Good, good, imaginative, fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So number two for me is Wings, which is a book literally nobody else has read. Actually, I think you've read it and I think I made Justin read it and he was like, why the fuck did you make me read this? Um, but it's basically about a kid that grows wings one day. Just kind of. Yeah, I don't even remember that, but yeah, I probably it's, did. It's just a hardback purple book I have. I don't even remember who wrote it. Um, I still have it somewhere. I don't see it from here on the shelf, but yeah, is it, it? I just, I just remember laying on my bed and like finishing it in one day and thinking like, "Whoa, I want to grow wings." And the book, at the end of the book, is very infuriating. Yeah, but I still love it. Number one for me, the ordinary princess. I feel like I remember that. Um, yeah, you enjoyed it. I made you read it when you were little because it was one of my, it was like my absolute favorite kids book. It's the Amy, uh, she had like a big long name, like Amethyst, Amelia, blah, blah, blah. It was like a bunch of A names. Oh, yeah. I'm recognizing the cover art, at she least. Sneaks, she sneaks out of the castle because she doesn't want to be a princess. Um, I don't know. It's sort of kind of similar to, um, Ella Enchanted a little bit mm. uh, because it's the whole like I think she was cursed with being ordinary when she, mm -hmm. you know some witch or something cursed her with that when she was born is being yeah. ordinary um, so it's kind of similar to that in that vein but mm. that it was my absolute favorite yeah number one for me is Ender's Game because it is a kid's book. <laughs> it is not. I'm cheating. Okay. Yeah. No, it actually is. It's. I mean, it was. Uh, it's. It's a little it's gruesome a for its kids. Paperback book. though. Still. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it was literally on a reading list for Nancy in eighth grade. So it's a kid's book. Just saying. I'll let it pass. <laughs> um. But yeah. No. I mean, it's about kids. It's was meant to be for kids. I do love Ender's Game. I just was trying to, I guess, be simpler with what I picked. <laughs> yeah. I don't have Harry Potter or that, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't mention the rest of it. I wouldn't say the rest of the Ender's books are kids' books at all, but Ender's Game was written to be, like, a kid's book that they, yeah. Just, anyway. All right, what's your honorable mentions? F the Fudge books from Judy Bloom. You remember those? Mm, slightly. Um, it was the you know kid with the little brother named Fudge, and he was always getting into trouble and stuff. I love that series mostly because Fudge reminded me of you. <laughs> nice. Uh, the Richard Scary books. My grandmother had those for us, and oh, I loved those. I don't know why. There was like a little encyclopedia. I think there was like a little encyclopedia that was like illustrated that had like. Yeah little pictures of the character that i'm pretty sure just went to the donation stuff yeah um the little house on the prairie books i read a couple of those those i like too um the little engine that could i love that it's another golden book that we had and velveteen rabbit even though it's kind of a bummer like charlotte's web <laughs> 
Yay, bummers. That yeah, those are mine. What are your honorable? Um, I got James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. Uh, read that one in like kindergarten and gifted class, and I was so pumped. Um, might have been first grade. Pretty sure it was kindergarten. Anyway, uh, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I've only read that one out of all. <laughs> yeah, all I've read this. those all, but I didn't. Um, I guess I guess I didn't include some stuff that I didn't read till until adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because that and what was the previous one you just said? James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even read any Roald Dahl books until my adulthood. And, you know, Willy Wonka is like one of my favorite movies. And I, but I didn't read any of that stuff till I was already an adult. Yeah. I read, I read James and the Giant Peach when I was a kid. Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, I was like 13. So it still counts. Ender's Game is probably the only one I'm listing that I read later. Um, cause I think I was even like 17 when I read Prisoner of Azkaban. So <laughs> I know I lived with you at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, uh, The Outsiders. Mm, I still haven't read that or watched the movie. Oh, oh, Pony Boy. <laughs> it's one got Ralph Macchio though. So you need to watch it. And Patrick Swayze. Yeah. It's one of those I've just always wanted to watch. And then I just forget about it when I'm trying to think of something to watch. Yeah. Um, I've got the mouse and the motorcycle. <laughs> oh yeah, I loved that one, and I think that lady just died, the one that wrote yeah, that. I think so. Um, and then I put Nancy Drew, specifically Mysterious Mannequin. Oh. Yeah, Mysterious Mannequin's the best one. Number forty-seven. Um, and then also I realized I forgot The Hobbit because oh, it's yeah. actually a kids' book too. Oh. Kids read a lot more back then, okay? That's why those count. You shut and, up. <laughs> and I see why you're not been using this headset because it keeps going louder and softer again. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, that was something I forgot to mention. My shout out. I finally finished the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time in my life. Uh, I finished cool. Return of the King. Nice. I'm pretty proud of myself. Look, I only start. I started Fellowship like I don't know how many times in my life. <laughs> like literally, I don't know how many times since I saw the first movie. I've tried to read it. I still have the copy of Fellowship that I bought when I was obsessed with the movie, and I could never make it past Tom Bombadil, which is maybe like an eighth of the way through the books. <laughs> yeah. I-, I mean, an eighth of the way through Fellowship, not even through the whole series. So, anyway, that's it. All right, so we're going to call it so that I can get this edited and put out. Oh, my God, we got to stop in eight seconds. We'll be at 45 minutes. Okay. Four, three, two, one. Woo! 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 Woo!